Stars win two to one. My voice sounds a lot better, I think. Yeah, but you still have to work on your intros. Yeah. It's such a it's a soft open. It's like you're testing. Like, is are, are we really recording? It's a car cast. It's also about style points, and you're a writer, so I wouldn't expect you to be the definitive detail-oriented on that. Now, if you looked at my writing and said, oh, you're missing this or that, I would expect that from you. Do you, do you want like more of like a Saturday Night Live cold open from now oh, on? Oh, God, do I ever. No, no, because <laughs> the Saturday SNL. Oh. See, there. That, that there you go. It's a great cast. color. Now, that <laughs> is how you come into a car cast. Honking at somebody that nearly hit you because they didn't realize you were there in the next lane because they didn't want to slow down for a semi-truck. Welcome to the car cast, everybody. That's how you make an entrance. I have no qualms with that. <laughs> Let's try not to do that next time. Yes. By the way, on a side note, parenthetically, which is like, admittedly not easy to do in an audio car cast. So now he's getting off. Yeah, he's well, just... either he saw the McDonald's arches that he had to eat at the gas station, or he's afraid of my hawk. I, this is a relatively new part of my driving experience, is using the horn more aggressively. I was always really um, hesitant to honk at other people, just sort of, no, oh, just let it go. I, I must be Dallas traffic, because I have, I am much quicker on the trigger to lay on the horn. I love using the horn. Well, it's, it's an opportunity. Once again, <laughs> you grew up in New Jersey, <laughs> it's part of your everyday communication. Uh, I, in Maine, I don't think you ever heard a honk unless it was after somebody scored a soccer goal in high school because there was part of the field where people could literally pull their cars up and watch from the car. So headlights would flash, horns would honk. Yeah, it's a small town. Anyway, it is a really small town. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if it got cold in November, people would sit in their car and watch the game and honk about it. Anywho. <laughs> Um, stars win a game tonight that, in the past, these are the type of the games the Stars would get frustrated in. Just all the time. All the time. Where it would be, they'd outshoot a team like they did tonight, 40, uh, 41 to 32, and... Uh, 30 extra shot attempts. Yeah, and... 10 extra quality chance. I mean, they, Zero was... goals on 21 shots in the first period, and that's the type of game that would frustrate the Stars in the past, and it didn't. I mean... Right, and they had... Really good looks. Yeah. 21 seconds in. Mm -hmm. Ben on on uh, Lundquist. And he made a fabulous save. Yeah. He was great all night. No, he was really what good. A good what a game. I mean, he looked everything. He was deserving of the first star of the game. <laughs> oh, here we go. I said of the first star. Yes, I agree. Yes. He could have been the first star, but he also lost the game. It's not really his fault. Well, he, was, he played a tremendous game. Yeah. Um... <laughs> To clue everyone else in, um, I'm sure there was, if you're listening, you probably had your own reaction to the three stars of, um, I believe they were picked of Lundquist, Hansel, and Foxa. Yes. Um, I believe there was some negative reaction from the crowd. That's there, an understatement. You had, I've, you, had some, I've heard. you had some callers, I believe, that were unhappy with it. Every caller that called in tonight and almost all of the Twitter questions at least at some point addressed the three stars and were not happy about it. And tonight when we spoke to Ben Bishop in the locker room after the game, Ben Bishop said to uh, Scott Burnside, Oh, Scott Burnside, who picked the three stars? <laughs> <laughs> I love... First of all, that 
that sense of humor comes out because of A, he played really well, and B, they won the game. Right? Yeah. If they don't win that game, then that's the opportunity to be lighthearted isn't there because everybody's disappointed with the result. Two, yes. He absolutely deserved to get a needling about that because I think that Bishop was a massive omission in tonight's three stars. The save he had on Zuccarello may be the best save of the year for the stars. Of the year? Yeah. For the, uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's it's might have won the game. Yeah, might have been yeah. the game. Yes. I'm looking at not just looking at the timeliness and you look at just yes. within the realm of a game. Now we, we'd have to I, mean, like, about, I, I think back to that Ari save on Zach Parisi the other night. That's true. That, that was, was a, a dazzling, yeah, that was a dazzling save. Um, they were both great. He has the uh, picture um, from a picturesque level. The he also po- uh, the bet- poke check in uh, in Vegas that he had. That was pretty great. How yeah. about the save he made after basically bailing out Honka on day That was a big save too. I mean, yeah. different because it was still a one on one. Whereas the one on Zuccarello, he was scrambling to cover an open net on yeah. a power play. Mm-hmm. But Look, he was very, very good tonight. He's a, another one goal against game, 17 wins on home ice, second only to Connor Hellebuck in the NHL this year, 22 wins overall. guess that swelling on his face didn't bother him that much. Nope, and he, uh, he even Which took... He was lucky. He even took time post-game today to do his... Uh, he even put his tooth in for his post-game interview today. <laughs> Lately, I've noticed he's been a little bit more lax about that. He hasn't had it in for a while. Yeah. But, yeah. but he put it in He put it in for post-game availability tonight. Tooth, you know, I, you probably didn't get a chance to ask him about putting his tooth in, but I wonder if uh, maybe maybe his wife said something like, hey, take two seconds, show a little effort. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe she doesn't care. But I just that I find that interesting as to why now, because he was you saw him on the bench in Arizona with no tooth the whole game. Mm-hmm. And he, in most days we talk to him after practice, he doesn't have the tooth. Yeah, this morning even. So, um, Ben, but he was tremendous tonight. Um, the uh, it's a good game. It was a really good hockey game. Quality chances on both right. sides. Stars outplayed, I think. I think that it's funny. Hitch balked at the idea that they were dominating. Yeah. I think they did at times, but the Rangers had quality chances, especially in the first two periods, mm-hmm. right back at them. They they struggled a bit more to create in the third period, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was not a one-sided hockey game. No, and uh, Bishop was very good tonight. Martin Hansel should have been in the three-star. Martin Hansel, I thought, did not look likely. Did not look rusty at all. He had no. one of the best games coming off an injury that I've seen in a long time. As far as as how effective you look compared to your normal level. Yes. He and looked like, and he he was our guest on our post game show on the radio, and he did not. He said he felt surprisingly very good tonight. He, he didn't look rusty at all. His uh, he scored the goal off the. Uh, <laughs> he he played it down, Sean, and said. No, he definitely played it down for us. Too. I was I was really lucky. But he also had a great chance when Remy Ellie threw one yes. in front that Lundqvist made a great save. He had another tip play right after the goal that just went wide. Yeah. I mean, he was everywhere. And that line, Ellie, Richie, Hansel, were really effective getting in on the forecheck. That's a big line. Yeah. And I thought they provided, I mean, and with how well the Fox line played tonight, that's two, that's a back-to-back. One, one-two punch yeah. of forechecking. And then you open up space for the Sagan line, and Yanmark, I mean, you can see 
what happens when Hansel's in the lineup and how different that makes those teams. And he, I mean, the other thing that came into uh, effect tonight is Stars, and the Rangers aren't a great face-off team, but the Stars also dominated on face-offs. Stars are, are, let's face it, we, no fun pun intended, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are actually a very good face-off team. And it's not just that they're beating other teams at it, they're near the top of the league in face-offs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what it was, they were, I think they're top three, yeah. top five. I, I think mean, they're in the top three now. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they are a legit one of the better face-off teams in the NHL this season. And personally for me, I don't think raw numbers are the thing that define a good face-off team. I think it's timeliness. It's, it's timeliness. Yeah. And I look at well, late I think Martin Hansel back. I, and, I, and, I, and I look at late in that game where it's 2-1, to one, Hansel wins the face-off, Sagan goes up the boards and draws that final penalty that really effectively killed any chance right. of the Rangers coming back. Live speed, I thought it was a penalty when they showed the replay. I thought the Stars were a little fortunate. It looked like well, okay. he did get a bit of a whack on the shin pad that he also caught the heel of his, I think his left skate to the toe of his right. He kind of stumbled over himself. Okay. Maybe initiated by the initial contact. I'm not saying he went down or took a dive or anything. This isn't the Tottenham Liverpool game. Oh. Um, but, but live speed, there was no doubt. It was that's a blatant yeah. penalty, and you could see Sagan actually appealing to the referee. Because he was chasing the puck for a possible empty net goal, yeah. could that be an awarded goal? I didn't think he was in the clear enough for that. Yeah, I didn't think he was far enough. But for I, that, but... I also liked the fact that he was trying to. He gave it a yeah. try. Why not? Well, after uh, Stahl got one the other night for Minnesota. Yep. Um, so that was the right call. Then. Yeah. Um, I think I, we touched on already, but just got to be. I thought the Fox line was fantastic again tonight. They didn't get any points, but they were just tremendous. They yep. were buzzing throughout the game. Um, Antoine Roussel did a really good job tonight of towing the line. Like he did a really good job. On the he, right side again. Yeah, he drew a couple he drew a couple penalties and there were times where um, for example the time he got high sticked by Rick Nash. Yes. I was pro- I was in the group of people that I looked at it and the hand go up and like, oh, they gave it to Roussel. Just thinking based off reputation, but they sure. actually it, he he drew the penalty there. Like he did a really good job tonight of kind of and he's done a better job of that overall. There's been times where he's gone out of that realm, but overall, he's done a good job of figuring out how to toe that line a little bit better. I felt you know this who a guy who doesn't have any shortage of praise and recognition, but didn't have any points tonight, but also was very, very dangerous was Jamie Ben. Multiple chances. It seemed like he had a nine iron though. Like yeah, he just like he missed a couple, but you know what? He also had four or five great looks that Lundqvist made the save on. Uh, Bruce made the point that he felt like after the first two or three really good chances that Lundqvist got a piece of, that that forced Ben into trying to really fine-tune the shots, and that's when you look for even thinner margins, that's when you miss more. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it's... I, my point was, was is that he, he was in on a bunch of quality chances. He was really engaged in the game. He didn't have any goals to show for it. But I thought he was very, very noticeable out there. He was definitely noticeable, but just the finishing aspect of it, for me, there was just a lot of just sailing high. Um, couple, yeah. but, you know, again, when you try two or three and the goalie makes great save, that one twenty yeah. one seconds in, yeah, maybe he's a goal on many nights, but Lundqvist with a great quick reaction. So then the next time you think, uh, i got to be even better because he's going to make that save. Yeah. That, that can get in the head of a shooter. Yeah. And even, I, I like the resiliency in a couple of things. I actually, I, I owned up to it on Twitter and I tweeted it like 30 seconds later. <laughs> um, about a minute and a half, about a minute before Tyler Sagan actually scores the game tie goal, he whiffs on like a one-timer in the slot. Yep. 
And I had tweeted at the moment where this wasn't Tyler saying it's wasn't night. his night. It and wasn't his night. And then he dot, scores dot, dot. on the six on five. Um, on the six on five, uh, where the stars on that, the delayed power that, play. that won't officially count as a power play goal, but you can kind of can all intents and purposes. Yes, yeah. yes. And that kind of started the stars digging back and being resilient. Um, this was, I mean, they've won three in a row now. We, we talked after the uh, after they lost the two games wrapped around the All-Star break that if they were able to respond well, maybe that just becomes a, a, a blip. And you know what? Now they, At the moment, it feels like a blip. It, feel, it? it feels like a blip, and if things work out well, um, they could move past St. Louis to third in the division by their next game. If they, Depends on what happens yeah, with the Minnesota-St. Louis game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, again, this is like a tennis match, and there's a lot of... of match left to be played in the regular season, but you have to keep holding serve and then hope that you get a, a chance to break at some point. And right now, everybody ahead of them, Nashville won again in overtime, right? Late late goal to tie it, winning over the Islanders when they were losing in the final minute. Um, the Winnipeg Jets win a lot. The yeah. Blues had a slump. Remember, they were the best team in the Western Conference early in the year, mm-hmm. then they slumped, nearly got caught by the Stars, and then kind of found their game again, got a little healthier. It's going to happen, but if you keep playing... I mean, the amazing thing is that from... This, I looked at it earlier today. From the game against the Rangers in, on December 11th until now, the Stars have played almost 700 hockey. A little yeah, bit under. That's good hockey. They've played... They played before... Up to the All-Star break, before the Toronto loss. They were at 706 in point percentage over that stretch. Lost two, now they've won three... And they're probably pretty close, maybe 68% close. But sets, when you're over 600 point percentage, or 60 plus percent of your points that you earn, that's a very good number. 700 is really good. And you know, Sean, they're just keeping pace with that. I know. That's it's, insane. It's that's, that's crazy how good the division is. So you brought up tennis, and this actually is a good segue to our questions. All right. This, this, is actually a question, this is actually a question Taylor Smith asked us before the opening face-off of the game. Okay, early card uh, question. By the way, send him in. We love him. Yeah. From Taylor. Question for the card cast. Which one would you rather have, a silver stick, a Rolex, or a U.S. Open trip? Great question because of the fact that um, Dan Hamus received all three. Received all three. Mm-hmm. He, I asked him this morning about the ceremony tonight, and he had a whole bunch of people I think he had in the he said to Tom Holy, the star's head of PR, 50-ish people coming tonight. They were trying to, Tom was trying to lock down a number. And I heard the number got up he, to around 65 I think it was, but he, well, again, he was sticking with the 50-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said he didn't really know. He was in the dark about what was going to happen in the pregame ceremony. Uh, he obviously was aware of a silver stick because that's a common uh, expected, maybe yeah. not. A, I don't expect it. It's traditional NHL gifts mm-hmm. uh, to a thousand-game played recipient, but I don't think he was probably ready for a Rolex, a Tiffany's etched crystal, uh, uh, marking the occasion, and then a all-expenses-paid trip to. When he said the U.S. Open, I'm pretty sure that's golf. That was our guess. Do we get any clarification on that? It's tennis. It is tennis. It's tennis. Wow, we were wrong. I thought it was... Well, here's the other thing. Is it a good image for your owner to buy you golf tickets for June 10th? 
That's after the Stanley Cup will be over, right? No, June 10th would be right in the middle of the Stanley Cup final. Shouldn't be the end. No, it should be the end. Usually it's the first week of June is just about over, right? Uh, it I mean, would be close. But it would be either way. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is it, tennis, though. The thing is, is that tennis is in in mid in late August, close to Labor Day. That's right before training camp. A little easier than Stanley Cup final. Okay, I actually wasn't sure if it was golf or tennis. I'm a, I've been to the U.S. Open on several occasions. I, I, I looked, and it's my, really really fun. My first reaction was that it was golf, and I said that's a bit odd for the owner to buy. Tickets I, didn't, for, I didn't think about that. That's, 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 what, that's, what, that's what I thought. It'd be odd for a team owner to buy tickets for his, his player. Now, Bruce and I were wrong. We were yeah. both thinking golf. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's te- it, it is tennis. And, and that's a trip to New York City. Yes. Uh, going to Flushing Meadows, which is uh, right near the... Actually, it's where the Mets City Field is. It's the same train stop. The, the ballpark's on one side. The United States National Tennis yeah. Center is on the other. Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. It's a great time if you ever get a chance to go. So if, if you even remotely like tennis, it's a lot of fun. So answer all of those questions. If I had to pick one of those three items, I would probably pick a silver stick because that would have meant I've played a thousand NHL games. Right. Rolex uh, is awful nice. A Rolex is awful nice, but just I think of the uh, qualifiers to get each of those. Well, there's only been 318 yeah. players to do that yeah. to get that stick, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now. If you're an NHL player that's played a thousand games in today's age, you probably have made enough money to buy your own Rolex. But getting a and, nice one for free and, is really cool. And your own tickets to the US Open. Right. <laughs> you can't you can buy a silver stick, but it doesn't mean anything if you haven't earned it. Correct. Right? You can so, buy a replica Stanley Cup trophy, it doesn't mean that you've actually done anything. So, okay, next question. Um, tennis, didn't know. Thoughts on uh, from this is uh, from Twitter user Radi- uh, Rad- Ridiculous Foxa. Okay. Um, thoughts on Rick, Na- Rick Nash as a target for the Stars? Yeah, big storyline today is uh, stemming from the Rangers asking and Rick Nash confirming. You were yeah. in yes. person so- were there when he said that after their morning skate. of He had to submit his 18-team no-trade list, which means that because he has a modified no-trade clause, Mm-hmm. The reciprocal of that is that there are 12 teams that he would accept a trade yes. to, or more importantly, the Rangers do not need him to waive his no-trade clause to be sent to one of those 12 teams. But he had to submit his list of 18 that he will not go to, or he could go to if they said, hey, we have this deal, you need to waive it. But that makes it a little easier for them to negotiate. And he made a couple of things clear about it today where... Wherever he's going, it wants to be a place where he can win. Yes. And so, obviously, um, in theory, you could say, if we were to pull the standings up, in theory, it could have been, you know what, I have the top 12 teams in the league, those are the 12 teams you could trade me to, in theory. Right. Yes. Conceivably, yes. that could be the case. There might be some adjustments there, but mm-hmm. yes. So, um, I can guess it's probably not the New York Islanders. Correct. By the way, that was a really quick red light. This is it a, went green yeah. for a count of one and a half. Yeah. Maybe. It's a quick. It's a quick light if you're not on your toes. Green, yellow, and then through the intersection. Uh, I think he. I think. So let, let's face it. We all watched him a little more yeah. closely tonight because of the stories of the day, right? Was good I was watching. I thought he's one of their better players. But. He is 33 years old, but didn't show any issues with pace at all. That was the one thing I wanted to look at because we know he's got talent. We know he has skill. Is he slowing down? Because we've had this discussion this year with several older players of trying to keep up with the high pace of today's NHL. I didn't think Nash had any trouble with that. Mm -hmm. Not to mention he kills penalties, he's on the power play. The biggest concern I have with Nash is he's a rental player. 
is cap hit for the season is seven point eight million. So it's, it's a lot a, left. In, is, yeah, it's two point six is what he's going to have. Right, two point six right now. Costs of getting him on your salary cap and cost to acquire him from the Rangers. Those are the two sticking points. I don't think fit is a problem, especially because, if anyone yeah. may not remember, he came of age as a big-time player playing for Ken Hitchcock in Columbus, mm-hmm. kind of similarly to the way that Tyler Sagan is, yeah. is making new strides under Hitch right now. So He's a good fit. I just don't know if the money works. That's, That's the, the biggest I, I concern. Just don't, I just don't know if the cost money, works. Money and the trade costs. And I just right? don't know if the Stars would be willing to... With what it's going to cost. Here's the interesting thing. Another player on the Rangers who's been at least hinted at being available is Matt Zuccarello. Yes. Who, I don't know if you agree with me, but I watched tonight, I saw a lot of similarities between the way he plays and Matias Yanmark plays. Uh, not exactly the same, but maybe a little similar. Speedy winger, not as big on as, as far as size, but very uh, effective, smart, plays all situations. He's three years younger than Nash. He's only 30. His he's, cap, he's under contract for next year. He has another year in his deal, and his cap is $4.5 million, which is a lot more doable mm-hmm. than $7.8. But, but I think that Zuccarello's trade value, because of those things we mentioned, would be higher than Nash at this point in terms of what you'd have to pay to get him from the yes. Rangers. Do you agree? I agree with that. So I, I think both of them could be good targets. I just don't know if it'll work. Um... But yes, I, I yeah. mean, if, if they could work out the, the details, I would take Nash on this team. Yes. And the, what I'd be looking at right now, the way things are shaking up, is I really like Hansel on that fourth line with the ability to then play special teams as well. You'd love to see Spezza, Yanmark, and Nash yeah. in some iteration of the wingers, whether mm-hmm. Nash plays on the left or on the right, Yanmark on the opposite side. I, I like that trio. I thought Devin Shore was very good again tonight, but he could be in that mix of that line with Hansel, Ellie, Richie, Shore, don't you think? I thought Devin Shore was good, but also, if you're telling me about upgrading your team, putting Rick Nash and Devin Shore's spot on the power play makes you a better team. Sure. So that's just... Or, you could say, keep Shore out there with Ben Sagan, Radulov, and Klingberg, and then you have uh, Nash, Spezza, Hansel... On the second unit, Yanmark, and then Klingberg slash Honka. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're options. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes well, it'll probably be Lindell eventually, since Mathot will come in once Honka's... Once Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it but, might yeah. be Klingberg for the for both, because he's That's been true. playing much it's more true. of both units. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rick Nash out there with Ben yeah. Sagan and Radulov. Yeah. But, look, Shore's, Shore's been good lately, too. Yeah. Power play wasn't great tonight, though. No, it was not. They yeah. did get one, but they, they, they didn't they, look they as one, in sync. They got one and a half, really, because they got the one the six on five. Yeah, they, but, but yeah. when they had the man advantage, especially yeah. the first three, first period, and the carryover into the second, yeah. they, didn't get, they didn't create. They looked much better against Minnesota. They did, yes. yeah. And it's interesting, because Minnesota's penalty kill the last few games has been awful. We talked about yeah. it the other night. The Rangers have been, has not been great, either. They were at, like, 61%. In their last seven or eight games coming in tonight, so mm-hmm. they've been bad too, particularly on the road. And I thought they killed a little bit better tonight. Yeah, we'll go kind of a lightning round of questions. Okay, in this fire away. So from Josh Clark, this is an odd one. If you had one thousand four hundred twenty-nine dollars, what would you buy? It's an interesting number. I don't know where, how, uh, Josh. I don't know where you came. I up don't know what the relevance of that particular amount of money is. One thousand four hundred twenty-nine dollars. Um. What's worth a dollar, and what do you want a thousand four hundred and twenty-nine of? 
Can you do us open tickets for one thousand? Oh God, yes. Can I yeah. get like getting myself the VIP? Yeah, I mean, look, like any of those premier events, you can spend as much as they can come yeah. up with. But most of the day passes are not that much money. Okay, uh, really good U.S. Open tickets. Yeah. You want that though? No, I'm just trying to connect things. Yeah. Um. Uh. Aha. One really good ticket to the Eagles' performance at AT&T Stadium this summer. And you can spend more than $1,000, but you can get a decent seat for 1000 right now. So I'm going to say a ticket to the Eagles. There you go. Um, looking at the plus-minus for the divisions, can you remember a year where there was this much of a disparity between one division and the others? It's a little strange. I mean, look, I've it's kind of an, a Captain Obvious line of, but typically, with a, rare exceptions, if you have a positive goal differential, thus a plus, yeah. In your goals for versus goals against, you make the playoffs. And if you have them negative, you don't. Occasionally there isn't, but when you go back and look at the standings, all the teams that score more than they don't make the playoffs. It's a little weird that yeah. that well, you look at the central and everybody's plus. But what that means is that it's a good good division, and they're feasting on the other divisions. It'll yeah. all shake out. There's still 30 games yeah, left. There's still 30 games left, and I mean, I can't remember. I, I, I didn't go through and track goal differential for past year, so I don't have that in front of me. But you just have to go look at the, in the yeah. year by year yeah. standings and, and check out the end. Yeah. But there are some there are some exceptions. Occasionally, a team will make the playoffs, and they'll be minus five or something. Yeah. But you're not going to be in Arizona territory, which no. is what minus 50 or something like that. that. Is, it's really bad. You just look. I mean, it's stupidly simple, but. If you give up more goals than you score, you're going to have a hard time winning hockey games. It's dumb to say that because it's so obvious, but it is rather true, right? Yeah. Any advice on how to watch the Olympics and the Stars at the same time in the upcoming weeks? Um, my answer, I'm going to just answer that Please, one. Please, go for it. Uh, DVR. Just well, the Olympics are in South Korea. The yes. time change is such that I think you can probably go to a Stars game and then catch everything, if you want to watch it live, overnight. Yes. Or you can get the replays on in prime time. So I would say just don't sleep. Or you could do what I will probably be doing, where you can just DVR all the games for Team Finland and, <laughs> and watch. If they're assuming you're talking about Olympic hockey. Yes. Because I like all the Winter yeah, Olympic oh, sports. I, I enjoy it. And then they replay enough of it in prime time anyway. I still wish they would show all of the events on a broad range of networks like they do in other countries. Mm -hmm. I know it's an exclusive thing for NBC, fine. Maybe I wish NBC would just put every sport from start to finish on one of their... They have enough yeah, they do. Uh, channels on their platform. Say, hey, I'm going to go to uh, NBCSN and watch hockey. I'm going to go to CNBC and watch skeet shooting. And if you want to watch four and a half hours of cross-country skiing and shooting in the biathlon... More power to you. You should be allowed to do that. Um, when I was... I actually got was fortunate enough to go to Japan during the Nagano Olympics in 98. Okay. I didn't go for the Olympics. I went for to visit a high school friend of mine who was an exchange student with our, our school. But it was during the Nagano Olympics. And they had... I'll never forget. They had like a 10K cross-country ski race on for three straight hours in its entirety. It was not fascinating to watch three hours, except for the fact that you could. That's all. I just, I, I think that's the case. Maybe maybe with online streaming now, you can probably watch every event. Maybe. Um, but last, it should be on channels. Last one. Have you ever considered taking the car cast through a drive-thru? Um, no. No, we haven't. We are now. 
We are now. Um, part of it is what the NHL, one of the fun acronyms is it's called the No, the no Hungry or yeah. the Not Hungry Hockey. Never, never Hungry Never Hungry. hungry. Never, hungry. Ne- never Hungry League because there's a pregame media meal that is bountiful. There is food in the press box, both hot and cold, snacks. Um, there are post-game beverages for some. We don't get offered that because we're downstairs by then. Um, I had a beer tonight. Of course you did, because I was driving. So, again, um, some people that have a harder time eating during the game, usually, like, for example, when I was doing play-by-play, you can't really eat during the game because mm-hmm. you're busy focused on that, and uh, if you start eating, then you start burping stuff up or dig- trying to deal with it, getting stuck in your throat when you're trying to talk a lot. Um, but, I don't know, Sean, I've tried to, because I eat so much throughout the game, I've tried not to come home and snack. Try yes. to just go to bed and wake up the next day. So I, I'm not thinking food right now. Like, I was thinking about it when I first saw this question. After a normal time game, I don't think so. But it'd be the type of thing where, like, so they play Vancouver at 3 o'clock on a Sunday coming up. Coming home at 7.30 or So, like, like, that's actually a time where I'm like, okay, I could eat then. Yeah, but yeah. For me, at that point, I've had a big meal. I'm thinking I want um, maybe a, a light snack. <laughs> light being not a full sit-down meal, not necessarily healthy food. Mm-hmm. Maybe a popcorn, a plate of nachos or something. And then, to me, I'm going dessert. Yeah. That's a good time for a bowl of ice cream or something like that. Doesn't necessarily translate to a drive-through. No. All right. Well, everyone. Uh, Solid lightning round. Yes. Thank you for listening. We will uh, be back on uh, Friday. Jamie Alexiak returns to the American Airlines Center. So also, this guy named Sidney Crosby. Yeah. You decide which ones you're more excited about. <laughs>